is Gemar Numa Daf Lamid, all the learning for this month, the month of ER, on the final day of ER, the month of Rufua, Isani Hashem Reifecha has been generously sponsored as a Schusafu Shlema for Rifka Batsba Sheva, as well as a Schusafu Shlema for Naftali Simon The learning of the entire Chabura, as we conclude ER, should be a tremendous Schusafu Shlema. Mir Tashem, they should have a complete and easy recovery. Of course, the rest of our Chayyim and Rebbe Gachayim and Sarah Shalom Simon Reiz Lazar Raskanendol, Itabasim Vaschay Sayyus Solomon Indol, Yazi Prezim. We pick it up in the bottom of three lines in the bottom. Before we begin, just a bit of an apology. I know that yesterday's podcast went up a bit late. A big thank you to Rav Ofek for the reminder. Hopefully, everything should be up back on time. And as always, the YouTube Shirim always get up a little bit earlier just due to the technicality of everything, but Amir Tzashem, Dav Chavtaz, Dav Lamid, everything should hopefully be up back in the appropriate time. Says the Gemara Zak, we learned in the Mishnah that there was a rule in the Beis HaMikdash, that if you went to the bathroom for a Gedailim, Number two, what's the rule? You got to go to the mikveh afterwards. If you went to the bathroom for a katanim, you're in. You got to do kiddush, you're dying for You got to wash your hands and your legs by the kir. Says the Gemara, bitch, I understand why you're washing your feet. The kaihanim didn't wear shoes, didn't wear socks. So their feet, and there wasn't bathroom. So when they went to the bathroom, when they urinated, what might have happened? A little bit of the nitzitis, a little bit of the droplets might have gotten on their toes. Eliyadai in a maitaima. Why are they washing their hands? Their hands didn't necessarily get dirty. Amar Rav Abba explains Rav Abba Zaysay You know we see from over here as we turn over to today's daf daf lamid mitzvah lishavshif. There is a mitzvah to wipe off any droplets of urine from your feet in order to no one should suspect that you're a Krashivcha, as we'll explain in one moment. Now, the Gemara says, and this is how we're going to explain, You cannot, it's also forbidden to walk around with droplets of urine on your feet. What's the reason? think you're a And people might suspect that your children are not your children. As the top Rashi explains that basically a Krav Shivcha is someone that has an issue with his male organ and that causes that the urine the Meiraglayim doesn't come out with a nice stream it sort of trickles down. It trickles down and that's the reason why it gets your feet wet. So if someone is walking around with feet that are wet from urine, you know what someone's going to think? Someone's going to suspect. Unfortunately, he's a Krav Shivcha. Therefore, what? Explains Rashi, a Krav Shivcha can't have any children. So people see this guy walking around with his feet wet. People think he has an issue. He can't have children. Wait, he has children. Must be they're not his kids and people are going to suspect his children and say mighty lads that they're not his children that they are mamzirim and therefore that's the reason you must wash it, wipe off your feet so our Mishnah that taught us that a Kayin has to wash his hands and his legs is a right to this opinion because why is he washing his hands it must be he wiped off his feet from any Meirag Layim a beautiful riot to this din of Ravami says the Gemara Papa, a bit of a side unrelated topic but of course almost related discussing a bit more bathroom halachas. This will bring us back to a nostalgic day about two years ago when we learned Kamara Brachas, a little more than two years ago. 
Some Gemaras from Brachas. If there is Saya in its proper place, well, not in its proper place, place where it comes out, so it does not wipe appropriately, and there's a little bit of Saya left over, unfortunately. What's the Allah says, Rapapa? You're not allowed to say Krishma. You're saying Dvarim Shebekdusha, you be Makablo You're saying God's name, and there's Saya, there's feces on you. That is not allowed at the din of Rapapa. Excess the Gemara. Let's get a little bit nitty gritty. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If you could see the Tsaya, Pshita. Of course you can't say Kriyishma, just like you're not allowed to say Kriyishma, if there's Tsaya sitting in front of you and he's a lie near us. And if you can't see it, it's on your body in a place you don't see it. Ask the Gemara, I don't understand. You're telling me because he didn't wipe properly. It's a little bit of Tsaya left on his body that he's not allowed to say Kriyishma. The, the Torah wasn't given to angels. We're human beings. And what are we supposed to do? There might be a dot of feces on a person. There might be a dot of a tzaya on his body. So says the Gemara, if you could see it, it's Pashit. If you can't see it, what's a person meant to do? Answers the Gemara, like Tzri know the case is, the Yoyshe Veneris. When he's sitting, you can see the Tzaya. When you're Oymed Veneris, when you're standing, then you can't see it. And that's the Chiddush. The Chiddush over here is that you have this Tzaya, you have a little bit of Tzaya, and we'll see the reason we're being Machmer on this. But you have a little bit of feces on the body. When you're sitting, it's visible, whatever that means. When you stand up, it's not visible. So the Allah is going to be, like we just saw, says Rabbah, you're not let us say Krishma. Hechidami says, I'm sorry, says the Gemara, Umay Shana Mitzaya Al Bisaray. Let's go back, Gemara and Brachas Tafchavei, a little bit more than two years ago, says the, says the Gemara, why is this any different than Saya on your body? The Itmar, as we learned, as we learned this, I shouldn't say a little more than, uh, a little more than a year ago, I'm sorry, not two years ago. De'etmar, as we learned. Tsaya al-bisari. What's the halacha? If someone looks down, uh-oh, he's a little bit of tsaya in his fingers. He changed the diaper. He didn't, uh, he got his hands a little dirty. Whatever the case is, he has a bit of tsaya, a bit of excrement on his body. Oi, shaya yada beisakisei. Or let's say your hand is inside the bathroom. Just going to make one mention that the halachas that we're seeing here, I'm sure we mentioned this back then, their bathrooms are different than our bathrooms for many reasons. But la halacha, they are very different because there's something called a, a a Persian bathhouse, which basically the point was that the tzaya didn't sit there. The tzaya flew away. Similar to our tzaya, says the Paiskim. Our tzaya doesn't sit there. You flush and it goes bye-bye. So that's one of the reasons why the halachas that we're about to see might not be exactly the same. And therefore, just because your hand's in a bathroom nowadays, not necessarily it's going to have the same halachas. A big discussion, not for now. Says the Gemara, your hands are the Beisakisi, Rav Huna Amar, Mutter Likris Krishma. Rav Asks the Gemara. We have a machlaikis. There's soya on your hand, your hand's in a bathroom. Machlaikis, can you say Krishma or not? Both these opinions, Rav Huna and Rav Chista, don't fit with Rav Papa. What did Rav Papa just teach us? Rav Papa just taught us that if someone has say on his body, and when he sits down, it's visible, he stands up, it's not, then he can't say Krishma. That's neither Rav Chista nor Rav Huna. Rav Huna says it's always mother. Rav Chista says it's always Aser. Rav Papa is neither way. Rav Papa is some middle level. Answers the Gemara, fascinating Tarets. That the case of Tsaya in its appropriate place, not appropriate, but where it comes out on the Gulf, over there, 
there is nafish zuhama. It's disgusting. It's it's vileness. It smells. Rashi says not only that, it's chama. It's still warm. And that's the reason why your papa gives a special halachas. Because it's dafka in that place, specifically there, that's the reason why your papa makes up this middle level. However, when it's out of the that area of the body, it's out of the private area, then where is it? It's on your hand, it's on the floor, it's on your leg, it's on a different area. That's the machlek is Rav Chistan Ravuna. So don't ask a question that Rav is neither Rav Chistan Ravuna. It's a different case. Tan Ravanan, once we're on one halach of the bathroom, we go further into the bathroom. Tan Ravanan, halacha besuda. Let me teach you halacha about a meal. Adam mayim. A person goes to urinate in the middle of the meal. He has to wash that hand. The hand that got dirty from the urine, you got to wash it. Come back into the meal. Let's say after going to the bathroom, we get stuck, which often happens. You start talking to your friend. You start schmoozing in the middle of the meal. A long time elapses. Rashi points out, and you stop thinking about the meal. This is one of these halachas, which we mentioned back by brachas. The of a bracha is, the bracha goes as long as you stop thinking about the bracha. But when you're you're dealing with something else. No longer does your bracha last. So what do you have to do? Then What's the reason? Because you're not thinking about your hands. Your dayamaskani is here. Your hands go everywhere. So as you're busy schmoozing with your friends, your hands might have touched a private area of your body, might have scratched your head, might have touched your feet, might have touched an area that's full of saya, not saya necessarily, I'm sorry, part of your body that's a little bit dirty. So says the Gemara, you got to wash both hands. Not only do you have to wash both hands, says this Braissa, wash both hands and come in. Now the Gemara explains, when you wash the hands, don't wash them outside and walk in. What's everyone going to see? They see you went out, use the bathroom, and then you started schmoozing. You come in an hour later, and you sit down and you eat. What are you doing? How are you eating? Your hands are dirty. They're going to suspect you for eating with dirty hands. So what should you do? You should come in and sit back in your seat. Then wash your hands. And then offer everyone else the water to wash their hands so they don't suspect you of eating without your washing your hands. Amar Rav Chista, Rav Chista adds on to this, then, Amara, and the only time after you worry that people are going to suspect you, Elishtais, it's only if you're drinking. If you're eating food, if you're going to touch the food, don't worry, no one's going to suspect you. You know why, says Rav Chista, everyone knows that you're very delicate, no one's going to suspect that you use the bathroom or, I'm sorry, or perhaps you touch the covered area of your body and then you stick your hands in the french fry, no one's going to suspect that. If you take a drink and you're not touching the food then someone's going to say hey you don't wash your hands but if you're eating the food we don't have to be worried about that he goes one step further everyone knows I'm very delicate no one's going to suspect I didn't wash your hands, therefore I don't have to be worried, I'm allowed to wash their hands outside. Just point out one fascinating halacha when it comes to using the bathroom, touching areas during a meal, a little bit of a not known halacha, that if someone goes to a meal, bathroom, in the middle of a meal, in the middle of a bread meal, a Shabbos suda, or he changes a diaper, and let's say he touches actual tzaya, the halacha is, he has to wash until he dies. Halacha number one. Halacha number two is that, and if he's going to go eat bread again, he has to even make a new bracha of until he dies. Which is a bit of a debate, but just to point out that Allah wants you at least be weird to wash your hands. Very often you have to make the bracha. Let's leave it at that. Says the Mishnah. 
Excuse me, says the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, you walk into the base of Mikdash, go to the Mik. You're not allowed to go in unless you do Tvilah in the Mikvah, you're not allowed to walk in out, but you're Tar. Doesn't make a difference, says the Mishnah. Halacha number one of the Mishnah. Halacha number two of the Mishnah, which we're going to deal with more tomorrow. Chamesh Tvilah Vasara Kiddushin Tavul Koin Gadol. The Koin Gadol did five times in the Mikvah, ten times washed his hands and legs by the Kiar. Um, on Yom Kippur, Makadish Baby Yom, and the Kohen Gadol again. I'm sorry, Chamish Tvilas Vasari Kedushin Tovel Kohen Gadol Makadish Baby Yom. He went to the mikvah and he washed his hands on that day on Yom Kippur. Vekulon and all these times, Vakaydesh Al Beis Harva was in an area that was holy, which was the Beis Harva, which I'll picture in a minute. Chod Mizubilvad the first time, which was not in an area of holiness. Parsu Sadin Shalbot they held up a sheet of linen. Beinayu Beinam. And that is when he was Taival. Let's quickly show a picture over here. Here you see that the Beisat Tfilah Shepekoidash, this was the normal place where he went to the Mikvan area, which was holy. And as you see in this picture, you have two parts of the Beisat Tfilah. You have the right side, which was Bechol, and the left side, which was Kaidash. And obviously all the Tfilahs were on the left, and Yom Kippur, aside for that one first Tfilah, was on the right. Just to show one more beautiful picture, they go through, anyone who has that Kolosh and Sefer. In the back, they have a little Seder Avayda, more pictures. Here's a beautiful picture of Parsu Sadin Bos. They held up the sheet so he could go to the mikvah, and here you have him coming out in his golden garments, and here you have the Kohen Gadol doing Kiddush Yadayim, Viraglayim, washing his hands and his feet. Says the Gemara Shalu has Ben Zayma, they ask Ben Zayma the following question. Tvilazulama, why is he going to the mikvah? Why? Not he, anyone. We said you go into the Azara, you gotta wash your hands, you gotta go into the mik. Why are you going to the mikvah, your tar? Two reasons. Amr Laham, he answers. Umaha Mishnah. If someone moves, if someone switches from a place of holy to place of holy, if someone switches from a place of karis to place of karis, and yet, this is referring to the Kain Gadol and Yom Kippur, he needs to go to the mikvah. Certainly any other time you're walking into the base, I make this, you're walking from a mundane place to a holy place, you have to go to the mikvah. What's very important is that according to Ben Zayma, if it's a Kalva Chaimer, we know Kalva Chaimer has the status, has the power of a Din De'araisa. Rev Yehuda Aimer, he argues and he says, Srach Tvila He Zu. Now this is a Srach Tvila, it's just a reminder. Just so that you should remember, so you should remember that you potentially were tame and don't be tame anymore because you're walking into the base of Mikdash. A fundamental machlaik is why do you have to go to the mikvah before you walk into the base of Mikdash? Ben Zayma learns it out from a kavachaymer, then the araiser of you to learn the dinder upon it. Says the Gemara, what is the underpinnings of this machlaik as we turn over to Lamidam and B? Says the Gemara, they're arguing whether. One, if he does not go to the mikvah, what will be the status of the avayda? Will the avayda be desecrated? Will it be possible? It's possible. It's a dindaraisa. And you didn't do it, you can't do the avayda. According to Yehuda, it was a hacker, it was a reminder. And if you didn't do it, it's true. You didn't do what you're supposed to do. You messed up. You're dindarabon. But is it going to invalidate and disqualify your avayda? Says the Gemara, no. Machlaik is Rav Yehuda and Ben Zayma. 
asked the Gemara, Ule ben Zayma mi mechel. Is that true? According to Ben Zayma, it's going to be possible. But Tani learned in a brayse koin gadol shloitava v'lekidish ben begid lebegid ben avoda lavoda. If on Yom Kippur a koin gadol does not go to the mikvah, between changes his clothing, between different avodas, what's the halacha? Avodas like sheira. What's going on? He didn't go to the mikvah. How's the kosher? Echad koin gadol ve'echad koin hadit. That did what? Shloikidish yada v'raglav shachros. Have they never washed their hands by the kiyar? Then so says the Gemara, Ben Zayma, what are you talking about? It's true that if a, you didn't wash your hands by the kiyar, then it will invalidate the tefillah. But if you didn't go to the mikvah, we said that the, the avayda is still kosher. Says the Gemara, you're right. Let me give you a new way of explaining the machlekes Ben Zayma and Rav Ki and Rav Yehuda. Elamikam ba'aseikam mifliki the machlekes is where you ever not say a positive commandment to go to the mikvah. Ben Zayma kai ba'asei, Rav Yehuda like kai ba'asei, you weren't even not say. You just didn't do the correct thing. Ask the Gemara, let's go back to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. What did Rabbi Yehuda say in Amar Aleph? He taught us the reason you're going to the mikvah before you walk into the Azara is why? Because a hacker, a dinder, a banan, a reminder that you previously tame, you should not be tame in the base of Mikdash. Does Rabbi Yehuda really hold of that reasoning? We learned in a price about 10 lines of the time, Mitzayra Taiva Vaimid. Bishar Nikonar. I mean, Tzayra has to go to the mikvah in Shar Nikonar. Rav Yehuda, I mean, I doesn't have to. Shvar Tavol, Miber, if you already went to the mikvah. Says the Gemara, Rav Yehuda, what do we see? We see you don't have to go to the mikvah. Why did you tell me in Amad Aleph that the reason you're going to the mikvah is because you have a reminder? Answers the Gemara, Haokin, Atani, Taima, over there, the reason is, Shvar Tavol, Miber, no, over there, it's a different case. We're talking about a Mitzayra. He already went to the mikvah the night before. That's why Rabbi Yudah says he doesn't have to go again. Says the Gemara, one second. What was your Havamina? What were you thinking? We just asked the question of Rabbi Yehuda. What's the question at all? The Bryce specifically says he went to the mikvah the night before. So what do we think was the question at all? Answers the Gemara. You know what the question was? Because we wanted to ask Achrita a different brisa. Lishkas Hametzayrayim Sheshama Hametzayrim Taivlim. The room that the Mitzayr went into the mikvah. Rav Yudaimher Loi Mitzayrayim Bilvad Amru. Not only the Mitzayra Elakol Adam. Everyone went to the mikvah there. So those two brises are stiras. First we quoted a brisa that said Rav Yudah says Einoit Sarech Tefilah that the Mitzayr does not need to go to the mikvah. Now we're quoting a brisa that says Rav Yudah everyone has to go to the mikvah. Steering Rabbi Yehuda. It's true. It's not a question back on Rabbi Yehuda by us and Ahmed Aleph, but within Rabbi Yehuda itself, we have a contradiction. Answers the Gemara. It's not a problem. Like Kasha, the double, the double. The second price is talking about he didn't go to the mikvah yet, so you have to go now. The first price, so everybody already went the night before. Ask the Gemara one second. He did Shamish Bai. If he never went to the mikvah, we know that Lach is. You have to wait for nightfall, and he didn't wait for nightfall on that price. So Eli divided the double. Both are talking about he already went to the mikvah. He was a Messiah, he didn't think about it, and therefore he has to go to the mikvah again. Says the Gemara one second. The Loche is if you if you went to the mikvah and you stopped realizing that you were tar, you didn't think about it, you need to be the sprinkling of the paraduma. So what's going on over here? Again, we're stuck with the steer and prices. Review the one brisa says the Mitzayra does not go to the mikvah, review the next prices. 
says, not only does the Mitzayra go to the Mikvah, everyone goes to the Mikvah. Answers the Gemara, both of them are talking about that you didn't forget about it and you already went to the The first Darius is you went to the Mikvah with intent to go into the Beis HaMikdash, so you don't have to go again. The second Bryce is talking about you didn't intend to go to the Beis HaMikdash, so you got to go again. Tarot number one. We have to change the words of that second Bryce. It doesn't read there of you that's teaching us that not only Mitzrayim, but everyone, but rather, there are a few that argue and say that the Mitzrayim does not go, everyone else goes. Another way of answering is Tira. And the third way, Ravina Amar Rav Yehuda Ledevreim, the Rabbana in Kamri, Lelediti says Rav Yehuda, according to me, Mitzrayim Terech Tefillah. But Lelediti, according to you, the Rabbana, is a Mias. You should at least admit to me, Delay Mitzrayim, Belvad Amru. Not only the Mitzrayim, Kol Adam, everyone should go to the Mikvah. Meaning, Rav Yehuda is not saying his own opinion. He also, Mitzrayim, does not have to go to the Mikvah. He's saying to the Rabbana, but Rabbanan, you should admit to me that everyone goes to the Mikvah. For Rabbanon answers the Gemara fascinating tarets, and we'll conclude with this. You know what the hold? That a Mitzayra is Daish Bitoma. That a Mitzayra is, is literally Daish means they trampled upon it. He's steeped in Toma. He's, he's fully Tome, and therefore he has to go to the Mikvah again. But Koladam Lo Daishi Bitoma. And therefore, what? He does not have to go to the mikvah. Explains the ritva. Let's pause right now. According to that tarot we just saw, the Rabbanan just said, call Adam Lodaishi Bitama. So what did the Rabbanan hold? They don't have to go to the mikvah. Our Mishnah said everyone goes to the mikvah before they go into the base of Mikdash. According to this Rabbanan, it's not true. According to this Rabbanan, everyone does not have to go to the mikvah. Only the Mitzayra has to go to the mikvah. We're going to stop from here. That was the lengthy discussion at the end. was answering up the Tzitira within Rav Yehuda. We got into this from asking on Ben Zayma. Back into the Mishnah. We'll pick up from here tomorrow.